Welcome to episode 75 of the Organic Honey Podcast. I am your host, M.T. Stevenson. This episode is called Friends. Brothers and sisters, thank you all so much for tuning in on yet another Sip and Chat. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to hear from you. And if you're not so new to the podcast, welcome back. I'm so happy to hear from you. Brothers and sisters, thank you all once again for tuning in on yet another illustrious episode. I hope you have your tea mugs and your coffee mugs ready because it is time for another good old-fashioned sip and chat. Brothers and sisters, in the last few episodes, those episodes were named after song titles because if some of you already know, I still have the music in me and I named them after song titles to remind us all to keep good music alive. In this world, music is all over the place, and I would like to restore the kinship of what music used to be and hope that that, just like friends, lasts for a lifetime. In episode 72 of the Organic Honey podcast, we titled it Unchained Melody, in which we talked about music. Shout out to the Righteous Brothers. Then episode 73 was called Paid in Full, thanks to Eric B. and Rakim, in which we talked about generational wealth. And then the previous episode was called More Than a Feeling, in which we got the title from the song played by Boston, as well as the inspiration from my husband, Everett, in which he was a guest star on that episode. And today, we're ending it all with friends. Shout out to Houdini, the super 80s popular rap group who gave us the song of that same title. So yes, we are talking about friends and how important they are to our lives. Friends are by far important in our lives because we as humans are social beings. So we always feel the need to connect with one another. And friends are good to have. Some friends are true blue. Some friends are what they call ride or die. And some friends last a lifetime. Also, there are friends that are only here for a reason and a season. But no matter what, there's always something to be learned from having good friends. And they do make the journey of this thing called life a little bit easier. I think the best thing about having real friends is that they provide unconditional love in which you can reciprocate and keep the love flowing to other people. No matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're feeling on the inside, these people can provide unconditional love to let you be yourself. You can let them be themselves and let everyone join in the celebration of this thing called life. Another good thing about having friends is lifelong support. Let's say that you are embarking a new career or growing a family of your own. Well, a good friend will support you in all endeavors, and you should do the same for them, and that will make life worthwhile. Another thing that's great about having wonderful friends is that you have people and or one person to share common interests with. Let's face it, brothers and sisters, none of us like dining out in restaurants alone. Well, some of us might, but a lot of us don't. It is way more fun when you're going to the movies or going out to dinner or looking at a cool art exhibit or having a great time on the beach with your friends. Nothing is more fun than having a group of people and or that one great friend to share those great experiences with and common interests. Perhaps you like art. What's better than not only seeing great art, 
but having your best friend join you and admire it the same way as you do. That way you all can converse and talk about it and, well, extend the happiness of your life. So absolutely, friends are important and they are good to have. And there's all different types of friendships. There are people who formulate friendships when they're in school. There are people who formulate friendships when they have common interests and join community groups. There are people who make lifelong friends that they turn into family, even at church. And speaking of family, there are people whose best friends are their family members. My sister and our cousins all grew up in the same time era and they share so many experiences and those are by far her best friends they go on trips together they share their lives with one another they talk to each other almost on a daily basis and it's been that way for a very long time and then there's some people who think that their parents are their best friends and i'm not saying that your parent can't be your best friend But I believe that the lines get a little blurred with that. I think we children shall all be friends with our parents to some degree. We should be friendly, I should say, with our parents to some degree. So this should be a camaraderie between the two of you in which you have a relationship and share a whole bunch of life experiences with one another and able to learn and grow within that sector. But... I do think that the lines get blurred when your parent are doing activities with you and the time differences and the generational gaps, well, it can come a little bit messy. I think that when children and parents become best friends, it sort of ruins the camaraderie of that relationship in which the respect level is askew. And I just do not believe, at least in my opinion, that a child and a parent ought to be best friends. I think they should be friendly with one another, definitely be cordial, and no matter what, loving. But being best friends? I'm not sure about that. I think there's some lines that will be blurred if that is the case. That's just my opinion. Maybe you all have a different one, and I would love to know about it, well, later. But there are great things and great reasons to have a close-knit circle of friends in your life. And I'm not disputing that at all. Now, do I, M.T. Stevenson, have a bunch of friends? Well, no. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, making friends has been the hardest thing in the world for me to do for a very long time. Starting back when I was a kid in kindergarten slash first grade, I met some great friends And, of course, because children are fickle, they found other friends that were a little more interesting than me. So the friendships did not last very long. Although one actually did. But for the most part, it didn't last very long. Fast forward to junior high and high school, this is the time where cliques are formed. So you have your popular kids, you have your not-so-popular kids, you have your athletic kids, and your smart kids. And then there was me. And I didn't fit in anywhere. And I tried to get myself into each one of these groups. But again, children, as teenagers are, are fickle. And if you're not thinking exactly like them, they do not want to be a part of your friend circle. And they do not want you a part of theirs. And I've learned to accept that at a very young age. 
Fast forward to adult years, a few years ago, at my job, I formulated a, what I thought was a friendship with a very nice young lady. She was a little younger than me, but she was still an adult, and she was also a mom. And I really thought that was cool. She was in school, she was working full-time, and raising a child all on her own. I thought she was incredible. And she told me so much about her life. She was willing to be open and share. And that really let my guard down and I was able to reciprocate. I shared big parts of my life or parts of my journey. And we had a camaraderie there and I really enjoyed it. This was one of the first times I ever had a what you call true blue friend. But later on, as we got to know each other, well, I would want to think and hope that wasn't the case. But as God would have it, she became jealous of me. There was something that I possessed that she wanted. And everything that I told her, she used against me to other people. And it broke my heart. And I do not feel any ways tired or bad about her. I wish her all the best even still. Because the God that I know is a forgiving one as am I. And no matter where she is, because I no longer speak to her, I hope she is doing extremely well. And I hope that she is happy with her endeavors. And I hope her absolute fabulous son is doing great as well. But when it came to friendships, I was not exactly the best at it. The closest thing I had to a true blue best friend was none other than my husband Everett, at least right here on earth. He has showed me unconditional love. He has been a lifelong support system. He always makes me laugh. And no matter what, always open his heart to receive information, to give information and forgive. He is the absolute best, best friend I've ever had. And I am more than blessed and happy that God gave him to me and gave me to him so that we can do this journey in life together. But friends... They are great to have, no doubt about it, but they can also be kind of a hindrance. But you can make the hindrance of having these friendships your footstool. What do I mean by that? That sounds like a tongue twister. And it is. But there is great benefits about not having a whole lot of friends. I mean, sure, having friends is fun and you have someone to share lifelong lessons with and have fun with and laugh and go out and have a good time with and when things are bad they're there to hear it and to give you advice and all of that i would never ever downplay any of that when it comes to friendships but as one person me who do not have a whole lot of friends in fact my inner circle is more of a period do not have any friends hardly and there's benefits to that so well let me just get into it. <laughs> so what are the benefits of not having a lot of friends? Well, they help you. It helps you, excuse me, helps you keep focused on your goals. When you have a bunch of friends, you find yourself being involved in their lives and knowing more about their endeavors than your own. So not having a bunch of friends, it keeps you focused. It keeps you focused on God. It keeps you focused on your family. It keeps you focused on your endeavors. It keeps you focused on your self-care. Now, I know that sounds a little selfish, 
but you cannot be any help to anyone unless you are putting that love into yourself. And that being said, it keeps you grounded in the way by not having a bunch of friends because there's no one around to really do all of that life stuff with, at least in a particular moment in time. So it gets you to sit, think, relax, breathe, and then do. And I like that. You don't need any restrictions when it comes to your goals. And, well, sometimes friends can be a restriction against your goals. Another thing that is good about not having a bunch of friends is that it eliminates drama. Brothers and sisters, think about your friend group. There is always going to be some kind of drama. As a friend, we think of it as a life lesson and something they need to work through. But it always ensures drama, especially if you have more than one friend and a group of friends. Let's say one of them is going through something. And then at some point, the story gets a little jaded from one friend to another. And then you find yourself in the middle of it, picking sides, choosing which side to stand on and don't know exactly what to do. And the drama ensues. So now all of a sudden, their problems are now your problems. And it's just chaos and mess. Well, not having a lot of friends eliminate that factor. No chaos, no drama, no mess, no stress. Another great thing about not having a whole bunch of friends is that it eliminates, excuse me, brothers and sisters, I'm so passionate today. It eliminates the 70-30 rule. Now, that kind of goes with a caveat to eliminating the drama. When you have friendships, it's usually unbalanced. There's not too many friendships that I know of in which you pour in 100% and they in return give you 100%, whether it's emotional, physical, or otherwise. It's usually 70-30. I think it's 80-20. But it's usually 70-30, meaning 70% of the time you are being the support, you are being the lifeline, you are being the one that is there. And then you only get back 30% of that. Well, that makes friendships conditional. So if it's 70-30 split on emotional support, then where is the unconditional love? That means now you are putting conditions on that relationship. And that's not exactly a great thing. And brothers and sisters, I urge you to look at your closest knit friends, closest circle. See how much love you poured into them and how much love they gave you in return. You will see that there's some imbalances there. And that's not exactly a great thing. So not having a lot of friends eliminates that factor. Then, because of that, there is no confusion on trust. There are times when your relationships, especially with your friends, are going to be tested. And you're not going to always know whether they're telling the truth or not. No matter how great of a friend they are and how long you've known them. There's going to be some things in which they hold back from you. And that's going to give you a reason to question. Well, if that occurrence happened more often than none, then you may want to check your friendships. Because let's say you're going somewhere. Let's say you're going somewhere, you have to make an errand, and your best friend comes over. They don't go with you. They want to stay behind and wait for your return. 
then you have your family there and you think, oh, that's my best friend. She's more like family. I can trust her with my, with my family. Or can you? Then next thing you know, the family likes that person more so than they like you. Or that leaves an opening for them to sort of play on your spouse. And unbeknownst to you, you have tunnel vision because this is your best friend. So now that leaves questions. Can I trust this person? Can I not trust that person? And then what happens when the trust is broken? When it's your family, it's a little bit easier to forgive because these are people that you share blood with or life with if you're adopted. But when it's a friend and the trust is broken, you have to build that relationship. It's a little bit differently when you are born into a relationship versus building one. And with your friends, most likely you are building a relationship. And when that trust is broken, it's harder to come back from. Now you feel as though that all of that time that you spent pouring that energy into them was now wasted and in vain. And that's a horrible way to feel. So not having a whole lot of friends kind of eliminates all of that. But the biggest part that I have from having friends and why I do not have a whole lot of them is that, again, 70-30, friendships are usually one-sided. No matter what kind of friendship you have, it's usually one-sided. Even the ones that you consider family, even the ones that you say, oh, they were for me when my family was not, it's usually one-sided. When we think about the people who we have became friends with and formulated those relationships with we think of all the things that we have done for them i have given them money i have given them support i have helped them with their goals and endeavors i have babysitted their children i have helped them out when they were in need i've been on the best vacations with them i've been there at the most pivotal point of their lives even in the happy occasions like their wedding and i've been there so because you've been with that person for so long, you consider them your best friend because of all the energy you put into them. But it's rare when you think of all the things that they've done for you in return. Well, when I'm feeling badly, I want to call her. When I'm feeling down and out, I want to talk to him. But what about what they do for you? Again, it's a little less than what you think. Yeah, they were there when I went through this. Yeah, she said that when I asked her this. Yeah, they was at the wedding, but she really didn't help me get the wedding plans in order. She was just kind of there. Or, yes, when I graduated college, she sat in the sidelines, but she didn't exactly take me out to dinner or seem very happy that I finally reached the point of my life and that's because it's not their life what friendships usually do is they look for you to validate their feelings and never think about reciprocating them and this is why uh 70 30 is in play which in part makes friendships conditional and they shouldn't be friends should be unconditional love no matter what. Meaning, if they're graduating college and you're graduating college, you should be equally happy for that person as well as yourself. And you should want to do stuff for them. And you should want to be there for them with no strings attached because you love them and that's where your heart 
points you to. This is why I always say and believe that God is the ultimate best friend. I don't have a lot of friends in my so-called circle. In fact, like I've said before, my circle is more of a period. But God is definitely my best friend. I go to him with everything. I go to God when I'm happy. I go to God when I'm sad. I go to God when I wake up. I go to God when I go to sleep. I go to him because what God ultimately wants out of all of us is a relationship. He wants you to come to him. He wants to come to you. And then not only as that is good for your soul and good for your life, but he keeps on giving. Now, I'm not saying that God's love has conditions because he gives. Absolutely not. But that's why he gives. God gives because of the unconditional love for you. He wants you to be at your all-time best. He wants to grant you all of your desires, wishes, hopes, dreams, aspirations. He wants to be the thing that you lean on, depend on as a crutch when it gets hard because it will. And because of the love that God gives us, he gives you strength. He gives you grace. He gives you power to endure what life is because he still has the purpose of creating earth the way it is in heaven. And he wants you to be the recipient. Back in the days in biblical times, all the way to Genesis, when God created Adam, he gave him dominion over the earth because he loved what he created. And why did God love what he created? Because he created it in his own image. Each and every one of us are created in God's own image. And of course, even then, when Adam was created, he was alone. And God created Eve from Adam's rib because we are all meant to be connected. That covenant meant more to God than anything else. And ultimately, when you think about it, that's what friendships are. They're covenant. There are two people that are sharing their life experiences together. And friends come in all shapes, form, and or fashions. But we should really take into consideration that friends are unconditional. And if there are people in your life that are not pouring love and energy into you unconditionally, then you may want to rethink your friendships. I am great with the friends that I do have. Though it's not so many, I am blessed and honored that these people are in my life and that I am in theirs because we were chosen. And that's a good feeling. And more importantly, that's good for your soul. So friends, how many of us have them? That's what Houdini asked us in the 80s. Well, not a lot. And do we need friends? It doesn't hurt. But having God as your very best friend, well, you can't get any bigger or better than that. So brothers and sisters, thank you all so much for tuning in on yet another episode. This was so much fun. And I must say, brothers and sisters, every time I get up here, I feel my heart getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I hope yours is too. What I will hope is that anything that I will say will tug at your heartstrings, students, tug at your heartstrings so that you can pay it forward to others. And let's get this thing going, shall we? Let's turn this world back into the way God intended it. We can do it. I'm ready. How about you?
So check your friendships and check your heart. And until next time, take care. Oh, by the way, I love you. Bye. Brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning into the Organic Honey Podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday and Friday. Find it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. Also, check me out on Wisdom for live sipping chats. Feel free to rate, comment, follow, and subscribe to the show as well. Thank you for allowing my heart to flow to your ears. Until next time, stay blessed.